0: Okay, so, how's everybody doing today? Everyone,
1: thumbs up. Okay, yes, yeah, so you're all been trained to mute and not talk. Got it. All right. Um, so, in uh, the link is linked to the Bible passage that we're doing. So, if you want to open it up in your own browser, otherwise, I'll just do screen share so we can follow along together with where we are in the gospel of John. Now this past weekend, we celebrated divine mercy Sunday. Um, so where St. Faustina was given, uh, Jesus would visit her and gave her the prayer for divine mercy. Uh, it's in the diary of Faustina and it's kind of a relatively new devotion or holiday. Um, but, uh, a very, very good one. So if you didn't pray the divine mercy chaplet with your family yesterday, I highly recommend checking it out and doing so today. Um, there are lots of different cool ways to pray it and I will link a website that you could do. So if you've never done it before with a family, boom okay um all right hit uh, oh i just start recording good 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 screen share yeah uh, okay so john's gospel mirrors this create story of creation so we when we had gone back to the beginning of of the gospel of John in the beginning, right? So we're thinking creation and then the first, the next day. So we have a first day when John, right, is approached by the Levites. I'm who are you, John the Baptist? Then you have the next day, right? Then after he sees Jesus and says, um, you know, behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. The next day is where we're about to start. So we're thinking the third day of creation. So we're thinking the third day of creation. Um, and what is Jesus building? What, is he, what, what did God end up building in the first story of creation? Anyone? Bueller? 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 Rose, what did did God build at the end of creation? Where did the man and woman find themselves? A garden? A garden. Okay. A garden. So Jesus, John, he's building to something. We got to find out. So by the end of this creation story, we're going to ask ourselves, okay, where... Where are they? Where are they? And how does it relate to the garden? Okay, so Jesus is going to get some himself some disciples now uh, in this particular part of scripture. So let's pray. in the Name, of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. And it's blessing helps us to understand the scripture a so little bit more fully today and every day. Amen. Verse thirty-five. Let's start with Heather.
0: Next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples. Beg. And as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here's the Lamb of God. Rose. The two disciples heard him say this and they followed Jesus. Audrey. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi. Which translated means teacher. Why are you, Where are you staying? Desiree. He said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. Allison. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Ryan. He was fat he was found he first found his brother Simon and said to him we have found the Messiah which is translated anointed
1: let's see uh, which one are we on <clears throat> uh, 42 <clears throat> he brought si- he brought Simon to Jesus who looked at him and
0: said you are Simon Son of John, you are called. You are to be called. Caiaphas. Caiaphas. We just translated Peter. Yes.
1: And Hania. Oh yeah, yeah. We're going to the next one, Hania.
0: Um. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, "Follow me." Uh, Heather. Now Philip was the Baptist the the city of Andrew and Peter. Meg. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses and the law and also who the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Rose. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Uh, Audrey. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite, in whom there is no deceit. Desiree. Nathaniel Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Allison. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Let's see. Leslie? Jesus, okay. Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. Ryan. And he said to him, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of
1: Man. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and blessing. Help us to understand the scripture a little bit more fully today and every day. Okay. So, all right, John, he had two, uh, John the Baptist, right, Um, with two, his two, two of his disciples. And when he exclaims, look, the Lamb of God, like they were following John, but then they immediately go and follow Jesus. Um, which you can tell this is like written for a, a, a Greek audience, not just a Jewish audience, because they tell you what rabbi means. But if it was written for Jewish people, they wouldn't define rabbi in the sentence, right Because everyone knows Rabbi means teacher. Um, and there's, a, there's an interesting question that like that is they, like they want to know where Jesus is staying. And there's a, a mystical thing to this. There's a literal. John is is notorious for writing things with double meaning, and he's notorious for people uh, using words that people misunderstand. So, like a very earthly sense, but a very heavenly sense. So you gotta uh, like look at this particular question: what's the earthly sense and what's the heavenly sense? So where are you staying you know okay there's this teacher this messiah this person we're following like just on a human level where is he and how are we going like where are we going to go to to be with him or whatever but then rather than just saying uh, jesus saying like oh i'm at such and such a place No, no he says come and see and if we're already thinking about garden imagery and the in the garden because of the creation story he he's inviting them to the garden come and see and he is inviting them to back into the the garden of eden to that unity with god that's described before the fall um uh, um there's this Latin term exitus and reditus. Exiting from God and returning to God. Um, and Jesus, in in, uh, in his mission, is the exitus and reditus. Everything that he does is exitus. So he, Jesus comes from the Father. He is the one who is sent, the Mashiach, the Messiah. And what's the Messiah do? He gathers the lost sheep and brings them back into the fold. He brings them back into the garden. And this tells you something about who Jesus is in his nature. He's telling you to come and see. He's not saying you have to, or uh, forceful language, he's inviting. It's always a gentle invitation. And notice in both of these stories, one of the person who finds Jesus immediately grabs someone else to bring him with. So Andrew, who my oldest child is named after, like Andrew or is Drew, like he invites Simon Peter, uh, Simon Peter or Caiaphas Peter, to to come and follow. You and so, like with, uh, um, like way I named my children, like we have you know, Peter, like Andrew, the oldest, and we have Peter Blaze, right? Oh, yeah. Simon, Andrew being the older brother to pr- invite the younger mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, so these are the great saints that I'm naming, naming my children after. So he finds his brother and he says, we have found the Messiah. So like this is, this is it. They have recognized that he is the one. So you can see that like the supernatural faith in which the first apostles like are approaching yeah. Jesus and so then he goes to Galilee. So this, and he finds you know Philip. He says, "Follow me." He invites him to follow, and then, like, and then he gets Nathaniel, and it's like, you know, this is the one we've anticipated. This is the one that Moses said because at the end of the Deuteronomy, um, uh, end of the Book of Deuteronomy, there's, uh, there's Moses says, "Look for one greater than me. Look for one coming." Greater than me, and then the very next line after that, and to this day, no one has ever become a greater prophet than Moses. And so, when when Philip talks to Nathaniel and says, "The one we found about whom Moses in the law and the prophets wrote," they're talking about the prophet greater than Moses. There, he's, he's fulfilling this law, and because these are you know Jewish people. From Judea they're understanding these things, and so he sees Nathaniel coming to him and says truly an Israelite with no deceit in you know how does he know he's an Israelite versus just someone else because remember they're up in Galilee, they're up in the north. How do they know that he's actually from the south um and Jesus says, "You know, I saw you under the fig tree, well was Jesus literally there? was there a fig tree that like he saw he says, no, 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 like he he's god he saw nathaniel under the fig tree he wasn't physically present at the fig tree and he's you know shocked you know rabbi you are the son of god right the king of israel and he said do you believe this because i said that i saw you under a tree like this is a small and like very truly i tell you like you will see heaven open up and angels ascending and descending the son of man so like this is a small miracle compared to everything that we're going to like you're going to see on your journey like, this is just insignificant compared to what's going on. Now, um, the ascending and descending of the angels, does anyone know what part of the um, Bible that comes from in Genesis? Audrey? Like, uh,
0: the dream, I don't know, the Jacob? No.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. Oh,
0: okay, Jacob's, it's Jacob's ladder.
1: Jacob's ladder. It's, it's Jacob's ladder. So the ascending and descending ladder, so the Jacob's ladder on the spot where he rests, which... Is thought to have been the rock of the temple, the spot where angels ascend and descend, or whatever. Is like the, the place of the temple. So, like now we're 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 not only bringing in garden you know notes and so we're bringing angelic notes into this, we're bringing uh, uh, um, and and the temple imagery into this. Um, okay, so there's just there's there's a lot of richness here. There's a lot of interesting here, and it's a very long chapter. But the next thing we're going to look at to anticipate, okay, we've had days and days and days, but now there's a wedding feast. There's a wedding feast. So we're going to get the wedding at Cana next. So when we're thinking wedding at Cana, we're thinking garden, we're thinking temple. Jesus is there and there's a marriage and then who else is there, but his mother as well. And he's going to refer to his mother as woman. And people think, well, why does he call it, Like, if you called someone woman, isn't that like a sign of disrespect that he's doing? And what he's doing is he's calling her Eve. He's not saying woman. He's saying Eve. Like the, Jesus is a man, the son of man, the son of God. And he's referring to his mother as woman. So we get the first Eve, the Adam and Eve imagery in a garden, and there's a marriage feast, right? And so he's bringing back, he's recapitulating, he's bringing back to the Father this idea of God being married to his people is is what we're going to see on this. And then we'll see cleansing of the temple and some other things like that that we'll talk about next time. Okay. Just to like kind of give you like a preview of what's going on. Um, okay, uh, your homeworks that you guys have been working on. Your homeworks that you guys have been working on. Um, we haven't t- talked, actually, spent much time actually like during our lecture portion of classes, actually talking about your homeworks. So um, I wanted to give opportunity like first if you had questions and then to discuss. Um, I'll stop screen share uh uh if you had questions about the homework or um just go into talking about a couple different things so first is there are there any questions on the homework go ahead audrey number
0: five number
1: five give me a second uh pull it open i didn't know if it
0: meant like the people or like the like actual laws themselves like the bill of rights i didn't i wasn't sure
1: okay let me yeah, see I,
0: I just said like the constitution and the bill of rights that's what i said
1: you're all wrong okay it's now your friend we have rights in the states where do those rights come from what's people? the f- we find these truths to be self-evident that people are endowed by their creator with these inalienable rights life liberty and the pursuit of happiness, happiness.
0: Yes. wait so what's the answer
1: where it, we have rights in the states where do the rights come from they come from god and i think they, they come from god
0: the answer is they come from god so I have number three.
1: Number three. So, um, I just wanna say, okay, so the Declaration of Independence, so the Declaration of Independence, um, on this point, before I go off this, please, please, please understand this, because this is, if rights come from the government, then the government basically gets to say what you, what rights you do or do not have. They're protected by our laws and the Constitution, but like they ultimately all come from your natural you created in the image of God by the right of God. So in natural law and in God's created order, um, if society changes and there's there's perspectives of this being changed. Um, that that people are wanting to change this um, to where your rights are differentiated and enumerated by uh, a communal assent. So, like by us coming together and writing laws is what gives rights, not that your rights existed before the laws itself. Uh, one of the things at Harvard this past week, there was a lecture, um, or like there was a lecture of a person proposing that parents shouldn't have right over educational choices for their children, uh, and that they should ban homeschooling, for example, or religious education, like going to a Catholic school, that all kids should be mandatorily educated by the state. So like, I'm just, it's something we gotta like pay attention to, and that's why I think it's, a, it's just an important question that I want you guys to ask. Okay, question three. Oh, why is human dignity so important to social justice? So the concept of social justice, of, of, of giving what's rightly due to other people in society is, is predicated on understanding that they have rights, that they have dignity in and of themselves prior to, um, you know, like positive law or justice and all the other constitution or anything else like that. So if you do not recognize a human person as worthy of care, like or recognize who they are in, created in God's image, you don't treat them as you should. So for example, like why is it appropriate that we can um, spay or neuter dogs, right? But we don't do that to people. Like we can't do that, we don't do that to people. Like, or, um, you know, it's illegal to do that to say a criminal who commits rape it's illegal to spay or neuter them, for right, to do that. Why? Because they're creating the image and likeness of God. Like, if a dog gets sick and you want to put a dog down because they're sick and they, they're dying and you, you put them to sleep, it's very sad and tragic, but like, you don't do that to people. Like, oh, they're sick, their life, quality of life is down, we're just gonna kill them, like, kind of thing.
0: Do you get what I'm saying? What am I supposed to write?
1: <laughs> anything related to that, anything related to this idea, the concept of you need to recognize people as created in God's image so that you know how to responsibly take care of them. So that would
0: be what I would say. All right. The next question. All right. Audrey. Mute, 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 unmute. Number 12. 12, okay. This one,
1: meh, it was kind of like. Okay. So, I mean, it's an opinion question, but like solidarity, okay. Solidarity is, a, is is a virtue by which you live in a way that unifies yourself or empathizes yourself with someone else. So um, uh, um you, uh, all, have you guys seen all of the stuff where like people are like clapping and praising and giving signs of affection towards healthcare workers right now? Yeah. Like we can't literally like, the, like what are we doing? We're recognizing that and honoring them for the sacrifice that they're making. And we're in a way, trying to live in solidarity with them. Um, we're trying to live recognize their their great gift. Um, sometimes solidarity um, can be expressed, and I know you knew some priests who served down in some very poor parts of the world, and so the, when they said mass, they would say mass barefoot, barefoot to recognize because many of their parishioners at their churches and their missions at these poorer countries didn't own shoes. And so in solidarity with his people back in the poorer countries, he didn't wear shoes. Um, And so it's it's a type of empathy that's expressed in physical like practice. So it's not just feeling it, it's doing it as well. Um, In college, we would have a homelessness awareness night where we would make – where everyone would sleep out on the um, grass and the lawn um, to raise funds and bring awareness to homelessness. And so people would spend 24 hours without – like 24 hours of homelessness, basically. Um, So it was interesting. It was interesting stuff. Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, next question, Meg. Uh, 28.
1: Okay, um, it's the same thing. God, if God created, God gave us the moral law through just being everything is written in creation. Civic law is man-made written law, so presuppose means comes before, so moral law comes before civic law because God made everything and gave it in order in the moral life. And then people have then written human laws in addition or to in, to encourage that. Okay. Um,
0: okay.
1: So, one of the things that uh, um, is interesting when we're studying, beginning our study in morality with you guys, is we're trying to ask, we're trying to ask questions um, that are presup that the presupposition of morality of teaching morality is faith in Jesus. So if you, I, I see you, Rose. I'll get to you in a second. Uh, if if you do not have faith in the person of Jesus Christ and recognize divine revelation as such, um, you understanding the moral demands of faith uh, are stupid or pointless, are like seen as frivolity if you don't have supernatural faith. This is something I want to say about that, Rose.
0: Number four.
1: Um, God. The answer's God. Um, So, and being, and and, uh, uh, God, but uh, being created in the image and likeness of God. So that's the second part to that. Next question. Again, Rose. Eight. Um,
0: Love. Love our neighbor.
1: So, any other questions? Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead, Rose.
0: 15. Okay,
1: scroll. All right, all right. Oh, that's a more of an opinion question. So, how do you think that living in solidarity can bring about greater peace and justice?
0: So that's an opinion question. Um,
1: I could give an example of when you live in solidarity with, when we live in America, it's hard to realize how easy we have it. We have houses, shoes, like how many people have more than one pair of shoes? Exactly. When most of the world, or um, not most of the world, many people in the world like only have one if that and like they're worn down, they're falling apart, they're bad, like they wore no shoes. Um, like we have access to healthcare. The people don't. We have uh, access to schools and telecommunication and internet and electricity and all this, this stuff like that. There's a lot of people don't. There are many places in the world that people don't even have indoor plumbing. So they Know, have to go to the bathroom outside. Like it's so we seek, we live when we live solidarity, it makes us more aware of the needs of our neighbors in the world and then helps us to then think about what actions we can take to help them. So, something in that respect um, would be the answer to that question, okay all right we're running out of time some last couple ones meg
0: you unmute meg meg yeah yeah um uh okay i forgot what number it was uh 29 the rank the different laws from most important to least important
1: yeah all right so uh 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 you would go with uh one is the uh natural law two revealed law three ecclesial four civil so it, on the paper it looked like uh, one one four three, or one two four three.
0: What was the last one?
1: It uh, civil law is last.
0: So so. A
1: is one, B is two, C is four, and D is three. Um, Rose, you had another question.
0: 16?
1: Back up to 16. We're jumping around a lot. Okay. Um, I kind of explained that in the same way, and it's just relating to um, open, it opens people up to being more helpful for others. And another thing that happens is you know just sometimes you just want to complain or talk about something to a friend and then you just feel better by talking about it. That's another way that solidarity helps. All right, uh, Audrey, had a question. My question was
0: 16. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. So these are kind of, yeah, opinion-y-ish questions. Um, okay, Rose. Sorry,
0: I have a lot. 26. 26. Really? Okay. Um,
1: why is it special okay so um mankind is the only one that can choose to obey god's laws or not because we have a rational soul like we can actually like think of these things and so um we uh um it's uniquely given to us because only like law to have law presupposes reason, and so you it is special that that is what God has given us. Um, remember, when we were if we'd use the Garden of Eden metaphor, the, the job of the man of Adam and Eve was to tend the garden, to care for the animals, to, um, to bring order to creation to work along so that god made all this stuff Then he gave adam the role of naming everything that he gave him a role of stewardship over over the garden and the world um and um so god gives us this special role of also knowing like what is right and wrong what's what's what is good and bad um and we don't say you know like if a dog Um, bite someone it's because that dog wasn't trained properly or someone was abusive to that dog it's not because we don't blame the dog for being a dog um or you know like i don't know if you've your parents have probably watched the show tiger king or whatever if you've seen other people joke about that tv show um and it's like if a tiger bites a person's arm off you don't yell it you yell at the person for sticking their arm in the cage. You don't yell at the tiger for being a tiger. Like, <laughs> that's just what they do. Um, okay, we're running out of time. Uh, one more rose. Fine. This is one my row. last one. Last one.
0: 34.
1: Okay. Uh, natural law is immutability. So natural law applies, it's, it's applying reason to creation. And since like creation is fixed and reason is fixed, the natural law doesn't change. So like murder bad will always be murder bad. There's never gonna be a time where murder good. Like um, so that's the reason it's immutable or unchangeable.
0: So what would you write?
1: Because the world, the rules of creation, have been set, and reason stays the same. So, natural law will always be what it is, because creation stays the same, and so do, uh, and so does uh, um, reason. For example, like tomorrow, gravity is just not going to stop working. like like that would be very bad we would have very bad time if if gravity just stopped working um and uh but like we know that it always has been it always will be and will continue to be so we just understand the way it works all right um time's running out please go outside have some fun. You can always email me and we can set up a time to zoom to answer other questions on homework matters or other things. Um, I've been trying to be good about getting the grades out there and getting other things. That's what I'll be spending my afternoon doing is grading your stuff to make sure that you're all known. And hopefully by Wednesday, if anyone's missing anything, there'll be an email sent out to you guys to remind you of what you're missing or not. Check educate for continued updates on your grades. And do something to make you smile. Do something to have fun. Brighten someone else's day. If you have time, check out some good news on YouTube with John Krasinski if you want to laugh. It's really good. It's really good. Or cry. Or cry. Yeah, no. Some of that stuff is 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 pretty nice. Um, But I highly, I highly recommend it. Uh, it. It was pretty awesome. He hosted prom this past week. I'm not sure if anyone like saw this that like for all the seniors who couldn't go to prom he hosted a prom and he had like uh the jonas brothers and billy eilish and some other people like do live performances from their homes so that's kind of cool all right then uh have a good one stay safe Bye-bye. Bye bye
0: bye